My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Erica Exnicious about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a cocktail hour at Italy during the fireworks and a reception at American Adventure Rotunda. Now, Erica planned all of this before COVID, but I thought you guys would love to hear about all of the details of this wedding and how it turned out. So welcome, Erica. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, we both loved Disney as children. We're both only children. And we took lots of trips with our families growing up. And it was actually our first vacation together. We had been together dating about five months and we said, hey, do you want to do an impromptu trip to Disney? And we went in January and it turned out to be so perfect. We, we almost kind of feel like we fell in love there. So Disney's always been really special to us. And um, we got engaged at Disney. He proposed to me in front of the Tower of Terror, <laughs> uh, my favorite ride. And then when we started talking about the wedding, we were like, I mean, let's just continue the Disney magic and have the wedding at Disney. That's awesome. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? We weren't so sure how many people would actually want to come or be able to come. And it turned out everybody was very excited and a lot of people were able to come. So that was really great for us. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited around 260, but we both have really big extended families. So we knew off the bat about 80 or 90 of these people weren't going to come. So we ended up with around 150, which was right at the top limit for some of our venues. So it turned out to be perfect. Oh, good. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We set up a room block. We wanted to have a variety. So we did one value resort. We chose all-star movies. And then we did a moderate Port Orleans because uh, we live in New Orleans. That's where most of our family and friends are too. So we thought that was a cute little nod to our hometown. And then we did deluxe at the beach club, which is where we were actually staying 
during the wedding too. So it was, it was really convenient. I think most of our guests took advantage of the room block. Oh, great. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We didn't have a specific date that we wanted. I know some, some brides have a certain date that they really want. We were kind of open on the date. We knew we wanted it to be a weekend. So a lot of people that had work would be able to come. So we kind of started going through like spring dates. And so we started, we really started in March and we went back and forth with like some people's birthdays and Disney had some of our venues blocked out. So we ended up with April 12th, which turned out to be perfect. It was a Friday. And so we figured everyone could just take off that one day if anybody had work and come for the weekend. And that turned out to be like a really beautiful day. Oh, good. Okay. How did you choose the ceremony and reception venues? So we did the ceremony at the wedding pavilion. My husband and I aren't too religious, but we come from religious families. And so we can't, you know, you can't have a Catholic ceremony at the wedding pavilion. But when we're looking at the different venues, we wanted something that had sort of a chapel or a church feel. And we felt that the wedding pavilion was kind of a a perfect marriage um, between that. We did add some religious elements into the ceremony. So that was really nice. And then we did a Beauty and the Beast theme for our whole wedding. So we knew we wanted a ballroom for the reception venue. And it was pretty easy once we started looking at the venues and we saw the American Adventure Rotunda with just how beautiful it was, just as is, we decided on that pretty quickly. And then it turned out to be perfect. We knew we wanted the fireworks. And so when we were discussing all of that with the planner, she said, well, a lot of brides with the nighttime ceremonies at the American Adventure Rotunda do the cocktail hour right before at Italy. And you could see um, at this time, it was the Epcot Illumination Fireworks Show. So that was just a perfect, seamless venue choices for us. That's wonderful. Now, because your locations were all in the wedding pavilion and inside the park, you probably didn't have too many opportunities to use outside vendors. Did you use any? We had just two outside vendors. Videography was really important to us. We definitely wanted video and definitely some like video highlights from the whole day. And so we did Captured by L. We went through her for videography. She's based out in Orlando and it turned out amazing. We also paid a little bit extra to have all that raw footage as well. So that was pretty cool because we have some stuff that even I didn't get to see, you know, I might've missed some of the ceremony before I walked out. So that was really neat to have that. And then we did one other outside vendor. It's a live painter. She's based here in New Orleans. Her name's Kelly Boyette. She's actually my friend. And so whenever we decided to do this, she was already traveling to do live paintings. So we asked Disney to make sure that it was okay. She just needed insurance, which she already had. And so she live painted our reception in the rotunda. So that was really, really neat. It was actually a highlight for the guests to go up and watch her do it like throughout the day, throughout the whole reception. It was really fun for everybody to watch her do that. And it was a great, a great wedding gift for us at the end, you know? That's wonderful. Now, 
was she able to actually finish it or is it more like she roughs it in at the event and then finishes it later? So what they did for her, she requested if she could go in a little bit early before anybody got there to kind of do the backdrop of it. And so I think she worked it out with Disney. She went in about an hour or two early and then she did as much as she could there but she took some photos of important people like our families that we wanted in it and all the bridal party. And then she finished it when she came back home. Got it. Okay, cool. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony and reception? So we had the string trio during the ceremony. So it was two violins and a cello. Um, That was beautiful. They played Disney songs throughout the whole thing. And then we definitely wanted some entertainment at the reception. So we did DJ. We had a DJ through Disney. It was DJ Charles. He was incredible. And then we also had, which was a surprise to all of our guests, we had formal Minnie, Mickey, and Goofy come out. And so they came out and they danced with us a little bit. And uh, we were able to take photos with them too. That's wonderful. Now, I noticed you also had the English butler. Yes. So we had the English butler. I think it was presented as an option to us with our planner. It wasn't really something that I had seen much of, but to go along with our theme of Beauty and the Beast, she said, oh, this would be a great addition. How do you feel about it? And it was awesome because he comes with, you know, the the black tux with the tails And so what he did was presented our rings during the ceremony. And then he also announced us at the reception. So that was really cool. It, it went really well with our theme. That's great. I was just curious because usually people choose the major domo who's a little bit more theatrical. You know, he looks like he's straight out of Cinderella and you don't see the English butler who's a little bit more restrained. And I just wondered how you made that choice. We wanted to do a... We, we both really like to have fun, but we kind of wanted the whole ceremony and reception to be a little refined. We wanted it elegant and formal. So we kind of went with more of that vibe, you know, so I think it fit. I think it fit nicely. I see. Got it. Well, I would also love to know about both of your outfits because you had a gorgeous gown and your husband wore a really unusual suit. Can you talk about that? So... He always wanted to get a custom suit for this. It was Fired by the Beast, of course. When we started looking, he wanted the tails and he wanted something navy, but we couldn't really find anything. So we started looking a little bit more and actually based down here is a shop in New Orleans that made it from head to toe, totally from scratch. So that process was really fun because he picked out you know, everything, all the little details and the lining. And so he ended up with this really nice, it was like a navy velvet with this like crushed paisley gold design in it. He got like the Walt Disney signature on the inside of the jacket. And as for me, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted apart from the fact that I wanted a ball gown. I knew I wanted a ball gown, but that's all I knew. So it was pretty funny how it worked out. I wanted something... A little different, but I didn't know what. So I picked out a few dresses to try on at my first dress appointment. Nothing was really calling me. And then the lady that was helping me, she said, oh, I took this off the mannequin in the window. I think you need to try this on. And I tried it on and that was it. 
it was a blush color. So it was a little, you know, non-traditional, but my husband had already picked out his suit colors at that choice. And I knew that they would go really well together. And it was a complete surprise to him. He didn't know anything about that. And then I also really enjoyed that they had, instead of a veil, they had a matching cape that went with that. And so that was, that was a really nice addition to that dress too. So it, it, yeah, I felt beautiful in that. (laughs) Do you remember who made the gown? Yeah, it was the Lucrezia by Maura Lee. I think it comes in a white and I think it also comes in like a silver and then it comes in the blush and that's the one I got the blush. Wow, that's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you can recommend? I loved my favorite was the chocolate cake with the raspberry mousse. That was delicious. And then I also had another tier that we had was the churro cake with the buttercream filling. That was really good too. Churros are one of my favorite things about the park. So I knew I had to have something churro related in there. We had a buffet for the dinner. Everything was so good, but I think the biggest hit was probably the mashed potato bar. So you can do like a mashed potato action station where they have different kinds of mashed potatoes and toppings. And people still talk about that mashed potato bar to this day. (laughs) did you add any other events like a welcome party or a farewell breakfast we did have a dessert party the night before it was at phantasmic which is the show in hollywood studios so that was really nice we did desserts and cocktails and um, everybody got to come in on that thursday night some people had just gotten there And we all met and a lot of our guests hadn't been to Disney or been to Disney in a while. And a lot of them hadn't seen Fantasmic at all. And so I think that was a really big highlight for them. I think it was a great introduction to Disney and everybody was really impressed. And it was really fun to just see people and get ready for the big day the next day. Any desserts you would recommend from that? While we were trying to decide what desserts we wanted, we actually found a sample menu I think it was on the Disney website of just a dessert menu that they had. And it was kind of like based off the characters. I think they had like a a genie cupcake and then they had um, like Tiana's banana foster and then like Steamboat Willie's key lime tart. So it was just really cute because they had all those named. So nothing, nothing in particular, but I really just liked that group all together. It was cute. Did you add a ride mix in? We did not add a ride mix in. We wanted to, but we weren't sure where it would fit in. We had a lot going on. And so we decided to opt out of the ride mix in also because we had such a large guest count. And we thought, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should put our, our time and effort and money into something like the welcome party as opposed to a ride mix in. Got it. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? So we started the day, we each had conference spaces to get ready in. So I I had a conference space at the Grand Floridian, and that was for myself and my bridesmaids and then my mom. And then the groom and the groomsmen had a space, the the contemporary. So we started um, around noon. That was me and my bridesmaids. And then we got ready. We had lunch in there. 
um, and through the day of getting ready, doing hair and makeup for everybody, we had people to come in and steam the dresses. They delivered the flowers. Um, photography came in and did some getting ready photos for us. And I think around 6 or 6.30, we just walked down to the Grand Floridian main lobby. And that's where um, I took photos with my bridesmaids and then with my family. Evan had gone right before. We didn't want to do a first look, so they made sure to keep us separate. Um, we did have a first touch, though. And so after I was done with my photos, they directed us to a spot in the lobby of the Grand Floridian. And we did a cute little first touch without seeing each other. So that was really nice. Um, made me calm down a little bit. And then we took a... I took a Rolls Royce with my mom and my dad. They brought us to the wedding pavilion. That was around 7.15 for our 7.30 ceremony. Um, so that turned out to be beautiful because the sun set around 7.50 that day. So the sun was actually setting during the ceremony. Um, and then after that, it was only about 20 to 30 minutes reception. We took some photos with the bridal party um, and with just me and Evan. And then they brought me and Evan in the Rolls Royce to Epcot. We met the guests there. We had the cocktail hour, and that was from 8.30 to 9.30. And so they had some um, drinks, some hors d'oeuvres, and they had the illumination fireworks. And then our reception was at 9.30, and that lasted all the way till 1.30 in the morning. Wow, that's awesome. Can you share what some of the most important aspects of the event were to you when you were planning, where you focused your attention or your budget? So we definitely wanted, I think our main focus was the decor, the decorations. We really wanted to make it seem really elegant, almost like you were in the, the movie of Beauty and the Beast. And so we did a lot of stuff at the wedding pavilion. Um, like we had all the rose petals on the ground. We did these big candelabras with big roses, like swooping down around them. And then at the reception, we rented these big thrones. We really just wanted to make sure that it looked and it felt like really fun, kind of like you were in the movie. I think another big aspect for us that we wanted was um, photography and the videography. So I think we chose the longest amount we could for both of those things, maybe eight hours each. And so we wanted, you know, we wanted to document the whole day and I'm really glad we did that because we still look at those pictures all the time. Very important for us. And then the last thing, we definitely wanted our guests to be entertained. So we wanted to make sure that they had, you know, the DJ. We wanted to make sure that they had the characters. We we wanted it to make it feel like a like a fun Disney wedding since they were coming to Disney already. We really wanted to, you know, give them the, the whole shebang. <laughs> So then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? One of the things that we didn't worry about too much was the the seating in the reception area. Our planner suggested that we could use, we had um, some, some rose clusters on the edges of the pews from the wedding pavilion. And she offered to us that they could take those and put those in the centers of the tables and then um, we definitely wanted candelabras, like small candelabras on the tables 
at the reception. But besides that, we, we left the chairs the same. We didn't do a seating chart or names. We kind of just focused all of our time and money not not on that part. And it turned out really nice because it, it's dark in there kind of already. And so I, I think that's something that turned out to be really a good decision. I know sometimes brides kind of get caught up on that part, but for us, it was just, it, it was beautiful already in there. We didn't need to do too, too much. Right. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think when we were seated in our sweetheart table with our thrones and it was right at the beginning. It was kind of like when we were eating, we had a second to just kind of be with each other and breathe and, and look out at everyone all together. And I think it was just really magical, just like looking at him and looking at everyone and people kept coming up to us and telling us congratulations. It was, it was really nice. And then my husband is not too much of a, a public speaker. I mean, he, he has fun. He's great. He's social, but he surprised me by having this beautiful speech that he gave. That was just, it took, it, it took me, it took me by surprise and it took our family by surprise too. I think he made everyone cry. So I think it, just being at that sweetheart table and those little moments were really special. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So only two things went wrong. And of course, I was expecting something to go wrong. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easygoing. So I was kind of ready to just roll with the punches. But everything went pretty well, except the day before, right before the wedding rehearsal at lunch, I broke a nail. <laughs> and so that was, um, that was a challenge because I couldn't get it done then because we had wedding rehearsal. Right after that, we had the welcome party. But luckily, I had the nighttime wedding and I didn't need to be there uh, until noon to start getting ready. So I found a nail place close by and they were able to fix it. No worries. The only other thing that went wrong was when Evan and I were taking photos after our ceremony. We were still at the wedding pavilion, but we were outside and I had put my bouquet down on the ground. The photographer just said, oh, just leave it there for a second. Like, we'll get it. And he kind of brought us to some different places outside and when I went back to go look for it, it was gone. And they said, oh, um, you know, I think one of the bridesmaids came and took it. And I'm like, I really don't think so. I, I think they already left. Um, we never found the bouquet. I did not do a bouquet toss, which was very lucky. Um, I also didn't have anything sentimental on my bouquet, which was also lucky because I was planning on doing it and I never did. Um, I did want to have my bouquet preserved though, but Disney took care of it. They replaced it and they took care of delivering it to the people who were going to preserve it. So those were the only two things that went wrong, but you know, it was, it was resolved. That's crazy. Who steals a bride's wedding bouquet on her wedding day? <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I could think of is like, if, Maybe a guest at the Grand Floridian was just kind of walking around and, I don't know, saw it on the ground and took it. I'm not sure. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I was really worried for some reason about just the flow of the day. Like, I was worried about how we were going to know like when to get up and, and walk to go take photos and where to stand in the ceremony and like how the transportation was going to work. But 
it just turned out that that Disney has everything like down to a science. There was always someone there saying like, okay, we're going to go here now. Um, in 15 minutes, we're going to go here. And so that turned out to be one of the worries that I really didn't have to worry about at all. Everyone was so helpful and so amazing and always made sure we knew what was going on and what was going to happen and if we were okay. So yeah, that was, that was a big relief that I never felt like I was lost or didn't know what to do or where to go. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Um, honestly, not really. I, I loved it. It was the most magical day ever. I, I think maybe just in the beginning, not stressing about it so much. I mean, it's easy to say now, but I just, I wish I can relive it all again. That's really the only thing I want is to be able to just do it again because it was so much fun and so amazing. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Definitely just try to enjoy the little things. Planning a wedding is very stressful. And you really don't know what that means until you start doing it. People can give you so much advice, but it you have to make so many small decisions and sometimes it can be very overwhelming, but that's part of the fun. Just try to enjoy those little tiny moments. And then the day of, I, I tried to do this myself. I wish I would have done it even more. It's just take time to just take a second and breathe and take it all in and look around and just enjoy yourself because it just goes by so quickly. That's great advice. Well, Erica, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, whether that's using American Adventure Rotunda or incorporating a theme. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.